Hey guys, it's Jordan, one of the hosts of the Wild Women in Christ podcast. Each episode, join Lizzie, Meg, and I as we take on everyday life and keep Christ as our center. Hey guys, it's Jordan. I'm here with Megan and Lizzie, and you are listening to the Wild Women in Christ podcast. So this week, we're going to be talking about Herodias and her story can be found in Matthew chapter 14. I think it's short enough that I think I'm going to read it. It's only like 12 verses. Okay, so when Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about Jesus, he said to his advisors, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a favor to his wife Herodias, the former wife of Herod's brother Philip. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of a riot because all the people believed John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias' daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him, so he promised with a vow to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Then the king regretted what he had said, but because of the vow he had made in front of his guests, he issued necessary orders. So John was beheaded in prison, and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl who took it to her mother. Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. So, some history. So, Herod the Great... um, Oh, hold on. Herod Antipas? Well, so Herod the Great is their dad. Oh. Is um, Herod, this Herod, he's the son of Herod the Great. Um, Herodias first marries Philip, so that's actually Herod's brother. It says former wife of Herod's yeah. brother, Philip. Which is kind of weird anyway. Well, I mean, that's why she didn't like John, is yes. because he because, called her out. Yes. So, poor, so I was going to talk about, so it's actually in Leviticus um, 18, 18, 16 through 18, where it says, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, nor shall you take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover the nakedness. So it's, that's where John was getting that from. But, um, so you see that Herod actually imprisoned John because... <laughs> of what he was saying, but he didn't go to the fact that, or he didn't go to where Herodias did, where he wanted to, she wants to behead him or kill him because of that. But, um, yeah, this was an interesting read. Also, I wonder if like Herodias's daughter would have been like, uh, you're psycho. I want, a pretty pony. And so, you know what I mean? Like, what if she had just, like, actually asked for... Because he literally said he would give her anything she wanted. And I don't know. I also think it's really gross that Herodias's daughter, which would be Herod's niece, came and danced for the people. And which reminds me of... Do you remember when we talked about um, an Esther Vashti? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. whole ordeal. But she refused. <laughs> well, I mean, playing devil's advocate, we don't know what kind of dance it was performed. Like, it could have been like a cultural dance or something, but I'm assuming it was more along the lines of seductive. Yes. That's what I saw it. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I think he's uh, a little bit like, why did he make such a bold claim? Like, I'll give you whatever you want. And yeah. Just, like, all of his guests. I don't know if that was just the party talking. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or that he wanted to kind of showboat in front of his buddies. Mm-hmm. I just think about the grudge that she held. That. Mm, well, it's not like. Pretty strong to murder somebody. Yeah, okay, but like. like eh. It's not like she couldn't have just gone ahead and done that anyways. It's not like John the Baptist was stopping her. He was just simply telling her the. I mean, how religious was Herod if he ended up chopping John's head off in the first place, why did he even care what God's rules were? Like, that's just how I see it. For Herod? Yeah. So I jumped over to when it it talks about this story in Mark. So it's oh, yes. Mark 6, 14 through 29. So um, Herod is actually fearful of John. Um, and he had given orders to have John arrested from his wife who pressured him to do that in the first place. So that's why John was in prison. And let's see what it says here. So, I mean, it talks about in verse 18 for John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So how did you say her name? Herodias. Herodias. That's right. Nursed a, ju- a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Oh. It's so interesting. Yeah. And then it just goes into what, I mean, how it ended in Matthew, where um, Herodias' daughter did the dance. She was pleased, and then for some reason, the daughter agrees to ask for John's head on a platter. And then the king did it because he gave an oath. Crazy. I was going to look up because it also tells the story in Luke 9. It's, it's, when you read through the Gospels, it's I can. I feel like it is fun. It's fun to read the different authors' the perspectives, different perspectives yeah. yeah, on what they pick up on. Because <clears throat> there's but, definitely different stuff in each one. Yeah, so, different little details. Yes, we can go to that one. Luke nine, it, nine because it ten so, seventeen. What seven through nine? Oh, that's Jesus feed the five thousand. Never mind. Ignore that. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong Luke thing. Luke nine. So that's what the thing with Luke. Luke's is two verses. <laughs> yeah. Mark's is uh, 15, 15, 16. And then here in Matthew, you got 12. What does it say in Luke? Luke 9. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is literally it. Okay, so when Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about everything Jesus was doing, he was puzzled. Some were saying that John the Baptist, that John the Baptist had been... Raised from the dead. Others thought Jesus was Elijah or one of the other prophets risen from the dead. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about whom I hear such stories? And he kept trying to see That left him. out so much of the story. No, no one. 
What's the word I'm looking for? No context. No details. Yeah. Nothing. No context. Yeah, man, I think Mark does a good job of telling a little bit more detail of the story. <laughs> Just with, with how well, Herodias, Heridi, whatever her name is. Whatever. Hussie. who held a grudge. How <laughs> vengeful she was. I was calling her a hussy offline, so I was just going to keep that. Just bringing that back in here. Can't say her name. <laughs> Luke is kind of known for being a lot more matter of fact, isn't he? Or am I? Uh, he was the doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah. And his... I mean, he maybe wouldn't be interested in, in a grudgy the woman. The gospel was written for the well-educated, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't, I don't. And it could just be met like, I don't need to put these details in of this woman. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> That's just an assumption. Don't take it as fact. Okay. So what is John's version? Or are we not done in Luke? Um, not in John. Oh, the story is not in John? Not, not that I see. No, I don't no. think it is. Huh? That's weird. So it's funny, Herod Antipas is the one that hears Jesus's case. And so he... And which one is he? What? That Herod. The same dude that beheaded. Oh, it's the same John. guy that yeah. beheaded John? Yeah. So he um, he couldn't afford to have John constantly reminding people, the people of their leaders. Oh, hold on, hold on. Here it is. Um... Upon hearing about Jesus, Herod immediately identified him with John. He couldn't decide what to do about Jesus. He didn't want to repeat this mistake he had made with John. So he tried to threaten Jesus just before Jesus' final journey to Jerusalem. Got it. I think we also need to point out that Philip, the husband and brother, right? Yeah. Of Herod is actually still alive. And the wife just left him, which is why John is... Yeah, they got a divorce. Why John is causing... Like, saying, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to provide context. I think that's, like, um, mirroring of what, like, when somebody tells us that we're doing something wrong, I mean, it needs to be... Die. <laughs> it needs to be in love, of course, but... You ain't my boss around. Yeah, you shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. so vengeful. You're going to behead somebody? Yeah. I've been mad. I mean, I've wanted to like, but not that mad to actually do it. I've been pretty ragey before, but <laughs> I don't know that I actually could, could be like, yes, I want his head on a platter. I want to see <laughs> them dead. I don't know that I've been to that spot. No, I hope not. If I have, I don't remember, but that's a lot of hatefulness filled in your heart. You ever been that mad, Lizzie? Um, <laughs> I have been mad enough that I've been prepared to physically harm someone. Oh, yeah, I have a hundred percent throw punch somebody. Like you know, <laughs> heading into a verbal conflict, ready to take oh, someone. Not out. to throw hands. <laughs> throw hands. Yeah. Not like Lay I was gonna throw the Lay first hands. punch, but like you Forcefully. know, fully ready and willing to. Yeah, that was more so in my. Like thirteen BC before Christ. <laughs> yeah, um, that was like from like thirteen years old to probably like 
17. I was very feral. Feral? Yeah. (laughs) That makes me laugh. It's an accurate (laughs) description. (laughs) I mean, I would physically harm, like, beat up my own, you know, guy friends that even just joking around, like, literally throw them to the ground. (laughs) Can we be like John and give people, I mean... That good, the correction that people need to be in love. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Okay, so did John directly tell Herodias or whatever her name is? Are you saying did he tell just Herod? Did he tell them directly that they are committing adultery or is it just something that he preached about? No, No, he he told directly to Herod that what he was doing was that Mark is the one that actually says that. it. Okay. Let's see what it says. But I think like the only time that we are necessarily just or have the right to maybe correct someone's actions is A, when they're directly affecting you and B, when they come to you specifically for wisdom or if they are having a direct conversation with you I don't think that we should just be going around policing people like we are not prophets take take the plank (laughs) out of my own eye you're right right (laughs) interesting I think that's very much more I agree with you (laughs) a person-to-person basis it's definitely not our job to go around policing people well no I mean that takes you out of Jesus's commandment of loving somebody mm-hmm. love the lord god like heart soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself we're called to love people it said so many times throughout the bible i would think that that is the complete opposite of what love is well and it's like john the baptist had the right and the position to do that he was literally making the way for jesus and he was a prophet mm-hmm. jesus you know the son of god himself um, came to set a lot of things straight and, you know, specifically condemning religious leaders for their bad actions. Um, yeah, I call them hypocrites. They are. Um, it's true. It's true. Even still today, some of them. Um, <laughs> you know, but that was Jesus. We are not Jesus. We are not John the Baptist. We are not prophets. Like, that is not our position to just go being yelling the laws of God at people's face. No, but I think you do need to be discerning and still... Well, you're called to be some light. <clears throat> yeah. So I guess my takeaway is I am to be living. Living like Jesus would live, trying to be more and more like Jesus, and then you s- see that in my witness. Right. Trying right? to walk the walk, and then I think... Like, a matter of correcting people's ways is, like I said, on a very personal basis when someone is either coming to you or confiding in you or... And it's not like, well, you're doing this, this, and this wrong. It's like, this is what the, you know, the instructions that God gives us. This is the truth. This is the way that you will lead you out of these trials. Not necessarily, like, you're doing that wrong. You're doing this wrong. Like... You're going to go to hell for this. (laughs) You're saying correct, but then also show them why they shouldn't be. To teach. Yeah. We're, you know, if you know the word, you're, you know, we're called to be ambassadors of God's word. 
and to like do that with share. love share to share Jesus. yeah exactly yeah. because you know what anybody who's struggling needs most is they need love and support and truth mm-hmm. and not ridicule not accusations not assumptions and yeah we're called to teach people and help them along their journey not criticize them <laughs> not throw the stone Right. Because there's a difference in being able to say, like, these are some things I notice you struggling with. Yeah. You know, and then that can maybe open up a space for you to teach them. But to just well, that could open force... the door to just say, <laughs> even if you're saying that, hey, can I pray for you? Right. Exactly. Or, yeah. Because, you know, the word of God needs to be revealed to someone and... You know, whether you're being a voice box for God or just a supportive Christian friend, you know, do it from a, a place of love and and care, wanting the better for someone else rather than, like I said, yelling at someone and tearing them down is not going to help heal them from their struggles or, you know, their poor choices. But I also think... <clears throat> it's important to not water down God's word well, no. to fit their not saying you're wrong or whatever. I'm just saying you need to it's a fine it's a fine line. Because I think that's why Herod liked John because he was telling the truth. And I think that's he was why bold. Yeah, he was bold, but I also yeah. I, I don't think, think that's he why you liked be, him too. It's 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 kind of hard cuz it's basis What are you, what are you thinking that would get boil uh watered down? Well, like, if you're telling somebody, you need to be truthful, but, yeah. like, yeah, you need to do it in love, but you also don't need to be, like, soften it up so much that they don't or get Or take out certain details yeah, that's like, oh, that's well, not, it's okay if you do this because yeah. blah, blah, blah. No. It's, it's like, like, no, God tells you you shouldn't be doing this, but you also, but you can't be like, eh, we can be softer on this part, but does that make sense? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think not. of a good example. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I get what you're saying, but also, I get it. I guess, like, a great example is, um, you know, just, like, adultery. And the Bible clearly explains the rules on adultery. And the easiest thing to do, rather than give your own opinion, is to just read straight from the book of life. and Or whatever, the Bible. And just be like, well, this is what God says, and that's what I believe to be true. And I hope this helps you. You know, you don't always have to have the answer for everybody. And like we kind of talked before, we don't have the right to <coughs> decide what is good and evil. We can just, all we can do is follow the truth that's laid before us. That makes sense. Yeah. What are you thinking about, Megan? Yeah. You've got, got a you lot got of a big thoughts. Old, she's got a hand on the chin looking up. She's in deep <laughs> thoughts. This is Nothing. when we need to have video. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. Yes. <laughs> Can't just wear my PJs. <laughs> Your tank top, your bro tank. <laughs> yeah, everyone's seeing me in my bro tank. Dress up for Jesus. <laughs> dress up for Jesus. <laughs> I would like to think he likes my bro tanks, but I don't know. <laughs> bro tanks. Never ask. You get Maybe a new I robe should. when you enter heaven anyways. He doesn't care what you wear now. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe he cares a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. It's a short read. 
Don't be bitter. Except. Yeah, don't be bitter. Except corrections, but also. Yeah, that is a that is a good point. It is hard to, well, just criticism in general, whether it's biblical or not, is really really hard to swallow sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of just like being graded on something. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like an object criticism, but not being perfect is really hard to accept sometimes. <laughs> Not getting it right all the time is really hard to accept. So um, just being able to have a softened heart to, you know, the world around you, the truth that we are learning. and Yeah. Because mistakes are mistakes, you know. Yeah. And being able to accept that and become aware that that's a fault that you have. And accept being- it, make a change and right try to make on. amends and try yeah. to be better all the time that's pretty much all you can do and criticisms are really just like fertilizer for being better <laughs> you know water your fruit megan <laughs> seriously <laughs> criticisms are fertilizer i just keep thinking about how i know how i sometimes respond to criticism mm-hmm. and that not is i am not, not always in the best of yeah i'm not a good person do you respond and with I, I think maybe it's not the <laughs> No, I think it's a you go into like that shaming mode of like mm-hmm. you're this yeah. bad thing and you have to pull yourself out of You shut down. You're not that bad thing. Maybe you made a bad choice. Or I think that's where my mind keeps going because if you do point out, give some uh, feedback to somebody, criticism. That might be where they go. And so I'm trying to just wrap my mind around how you do it in love. I don't know. It's for another time for me. Because <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, I have lots of friends and family and even myself like you. You don't are not always living in how oh, yeah. the word says you should be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I've gotten in knockout, dropout fights with friends on certain things with those topics. So I don't know. And it filed that away with the, um, why do, why does God allow bad things to? I don't have answers. Something to work on. (laughs) But I think that's the thing. It's something to work on. Like you still do it. Oh, well, I did a bad job that time, but this next time I'm going to do it better. (laughs) I think that's maybe the takeaway. You still do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I get what you're Don't saying. Just... It's sometimes criticism or, you know, even just gentle suggestions can cause someone to really spiral. And oh, yeah. whether you're doing it out of love and doing it in a very kind way, it can really set someone off. Yeah. And again, kind of like we talked about in our last episode, it's not always your responsibility how they react, but it is true. your responsibility how you deliver the message. And taking into consideration how someone kind of functions is kind of your job when you, before you get to, you know, speak your mind. I think that's that's a part of it. But, you know, with the intentions of I know you can do better and I know that you will feel better when you yeah. start doing better, yeah. X, Y, Z. And then also being there to support them in that change is a big, not just being like, all right, well, you suck at this. Bye. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Being that a huge supporter in right and the things right. that you see them struggling with is right is a big key to not just you know make someone spiral 
Because I get that. I concur. Hmm? I don't have anything else. Hmm. Me neither. Okay. That was all oh, I had as well. Yeah. Great. Dear Jesus, help us to be conscientious of our own faults and be able to support others in their faults and keep us from being adulterers and um, keep us from being envious and having scorn to correction and criticism. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Check us out in our usual spots, Instagram, Facebook, and any questions, comments, anything you'd like us to hear can be directed to wildwomeninchrist.gmail.com. Peace. The end. Later.